Hey there, folks, world walkers and ever folk alike. Welcome to World Talkers, an Evermore fan cast. Are you ready for a fantastical journey beyond the portal of Evermore? Fortune tellers and barkeeps beware, for here there be dragons. Welcome back, everyone, to World Talkers, an unofficial Evermore fan cast. It is time for the Majagical Menagerie boys to assemble. Hey. This is Skylar, your host today. That was not cool. I didn't know we were doing that. This is Wyatt. <laughs> I'm your best friend. Hey, everyone. It's Chandler. And I am Daniel, the unequivocally, unemotionally attached mm, good boy. Just come and listen to our good thoughts about Evermore. <laughs> and all the wonderful, majagical, majagery. We are done with that bit. There. <laughs> no more. I think, I think that's coming in for the rest of forever. <laughs> Wait, the magical menagerie? The magical menagerie? The magical majagery. Guys are the worst. <laughs> what are we talking about today, Sky? Well, uh, today we're going to be talking about all things Evermore, which is, surprise, surprise, to absolutely no one. Uh... <laughs> But today we're going to be talking more specifically about quests and making the story in regards to attending Evermore. Specifically the format, the mechanic, the mechanics, the etiquettes, the mechanics, and the questions to ask when going on quests. Now we've talked a little bit about this before. What's different today? Why, why are we covering this again? I think probably just because it is so extremely essential and very central to Evermore and your experience that you can have there. And, and so we just kind of all got together and we wanted to, to sit down and break it down a little bit more in specific what is happening, the different types of ways that you can go on quests and, and the different types of quests that you're experiencing. I think every time I go to the park, I have it in my mind like, this is how I do it every single time. And I don't change. And and it's kind of like the definition of insanity. If you do the same thing every single time and expect a different result, then you're insane. So the idea of this episode, I think, is to give you ideas and give you insight as to how you can change your interactions and relationships with the characters in the park. And maybe some things that you could be doing to improve and enhance your experience. And largely this is coming from our experience, our thoughts, our time in the park as patrons of the park. Um, so if you have different thoughts, different ideas, different opinions on how to quest, what the quests even mean, how to have meaningful character interaction and so on over the course of what we're talking about today, please feel free to write in at the things that we say every single time, our Gmail, our Instagram, our Facebook, our Twitter, uh, pin us on something on pinterest i don't know how pinterest works we do we do have a pinterest <laughs> we have though. a pinterest we have a pinterest we have a pinterest that i think not everyone is aware that every podcast should have a pinterest but chandler was kind of really forward thinking and thought man pinterest is on the forefront of the podcast game so we got to bring that in oh yeah. so i so i th thank you to the visionary chandler for our pinterest world talkers <laughs> account <laughs> We got some real hot boards. I, hot I, boards. I, I'd recommend them. They're up and coming. They're definitely not everything is on there, but we're releasing a lot of content and a lot more to come. So it's great. Check us out. Mm -hmm. Write in because we are not experts by any means. Mm -mm. We'll plug all that stuff at the end for sure. Uh, yeah. So let's get on to talking about what we came here to do today. And that is questing. 
First off, if we're going to quest, I think it is a good idea that we should probably discuss questing etiquette and what that means. Because if you don't have some etiquette, you might get a little confounded or kerfuffled around in trying to interject yourself into conversations and things like that. I think the first thing, is, I'm going to rip it from the new hit TV show called Songland. There's a, show, there's a song called Be Different, Be Nice, Just Smile. You want to make sure that you are very kind. Do not be a butt. Be nice. Be so, so nice. And that's nice to the characters, right? And also nice to the other people around you. Be aware of what's going on. Um, to quote the trolls in Evermore, right? We, we just want to be respectful. Respect is a troll value, and you don't need to be everyone's friend to be respectful. So... Be respectful. Be, pay attention to what's around you. Because if you're respectful to everyone, you may just end up being their friend. And, you know, I think it's I think it's interesting. You know, I think Evermore, um, like Chandler with Pinterest, Evermore is on the cutting edge of changing the name of the game where trolling is going to become synonymous with respect and friendship. <laughs> so, I mean, I think that's that's pretty cool. So, be a troll. Be friendly. There you go. Love it. Um, also another thing to, to watch out for is that there is, Evermore Park is a very big park and sometimes a lot of people are there, but there's not a lot of characters. And sometimes the patrons of the park might have to share a character. And if that's the case, make sure that you're giving your fellow customers, your fellow patrons of the park ample time to, to accomplish what they want to accomplish. Please don't butt ahead of line or jump into a conversation that you're not privy to in the, in the beginning of that conversation. Yeah, that's an interesting point because there are some times when it very much feels like it's an open conversation with anyone. The characters actually will kind of open up the circle. We've seen that with Ina when she had multiple people that she was talking to about joining the Dragon Trainers. However, when you are questing, oftentimes you or your group alone will get this information. You've asked the right questions. You've done the right quests. And so you alone will get this. They will actually take you aside from the group and tell you alone, right? So if you see another group step aside and, and have this personal conversation with a character, be considerate. Give them time to, to get that information and to ask their questions. Obviously, hopefully they won't take forever asking them because it is a busy park. But uh, do be aware that oftentimes that happens. I'd like to go along with that and saying that also if you are one of these people that are sitting there and getting pulled aside, that's super great. Or even if you're not getting pulled aside for something secretive, but you're you're kind of hogging the attention of one character and there's a lot of people that are trying to talk to them, just be a little bit more conscientious and, and maybe as we've suggested before, just kind of be like, oh, well, I still have some more questions, but you are all more than welcome to go and I'll wait until you're done to, to continue following up on that. Just Just being conscientious of body language of everyone that's around you. And as Mickey said last time in our last episode during that interview, that being very aware at Evermore is going to benefit you a lot. And it's also just going to help you be more courteous to the characters and to other guests around you. It's never wrong to step aside to let somebody else come in. If either maybe you, you have a question and you just haven't found the right way to phrase it yet and you're just kind of caught up on it, like, hmm, I don't know what to say. There are all these people here waiting. I want to ask my question. 
the, it, it might be best for you. Honestly, I think this is an okay thing to do. A lot of the time, you don't even have to wait for the person. There are other characters in the park. Go, go, go chat with other people. Go, go mull over the question. Go mull over your thoughts. Mull over the information that you've collected over your time there. And that will make your question and interaction better because you can come back and say, hey, I've been thinking about this a lot. Um, I couldn't ask it in front of all of those people. I want to have this special interaction with you. So I think it's, if you want to have that moment where you get pulled aside, if you want to have that special moment with a character, you can lead out with that information saying, I've, I've put a lot of thought and care into this interaction we're about to have. Uh, it'll make it it'll make it cool for you it'll make it cool for the character and cool for the actor um that's playing there because it's like oh hey this person really wants this to be special it's cool for everyone yeah and and to go right along with that i believe i need to start doing this as well is to bring a, a small notebook or something to actually write down my my questions when i have them in mind that way if i do have to go somewhere else or I need a little bit more time to think or maybe a little bit more information from another person. I can write that down and come back to it later. And another thing about this, just a, just more cool stuff is coming to mind. Something that I've seen Skylar do, which he might not even realize is kind of a playing into this thing that we're talking about, is he'll kind of offload his brain in like the postcards that he writes to people with, with Sir Philip Humphrey. Like when, when, when he has these questions outside of the park, inside of the park, he'll be writing these things down. He'll send them through Sir Philip Humphrey. And then he doesn't even have to remember the questions because the characters will call him out. They'll come chat with him and say, hey, I got your letter. You asked me about this. Here is this information. Or I don't know so much about this. Maybe you can go talk to this person. Um, but just a just another avenue of approach to win, I guess, um, Within that av- avenue of quest etiquette, uh, when you feel like you're hitting that mental roadblock, stepping aside can be stepping out of the park completely, writing stuff down, and then when you come back in, sending it out. Yeah, I definitely. That is certainly something that I do with that. I I like to write letters outside of park that are story driven or question driven because I'm like, hey, I have maybe this little in depth question. I don't always necessarily get to to talk to every character when i'm there because you know your time's limited in the park and so just shooting out those little those little letters that i've written outside of the park just helps them either track me down or remind me when i see them and then they know that that's where i'm trying to lead the conversation to get to get to those questions so that the conversation just goes a little bit quicker uh an interesting thing that you said just earlier skylar was looking at body language I think it's really important that the, like the, these actors have a stage presence. They know what they're doing with their bodies. These actors are very, very skilled. They will give you signs and give you information by the way they orient their bodies. Maybe it's a, I don't have anything else for you. Why don't you go and then come back? Or it might be like, hey, I have more for you, but you need to start asking the right questions. You need to start doing the right things for me to give this information to you. So be aware of their facial expressions. Be, be aware of their body language. And if you're not sure, just be like, hey, why do uh, one of my favorite questions was uh, to, to Oron, which is the knight. And I was like, why do you have your hand on your sword? And he goes, oh, you know, and we got into a conversation about it. So just be aware of what they're doing with their bodies and how they're, how they're conveying meaning through their bodies. To go right along with that, these actors are amazing. They put their whole heart and soul into these characters and really bring them to life. And one piece of etiquette that I would recommend is make sure you are treating them with respect, right? Evermore has a rule that 
you can't touch them. Um, they actually need to ask for your permission to for any body contact or anything if they're kind of moving you along or whatever it may be. Um, but I think my biggest piece of advice is just be aware of what's going on around you, whether that's a line that is forming, a certain character is kind of giving you clues, whatever it may be. Like Mickey said, and like Skylar pointed out, being more aware is never a problem. It's never, it's never a detriment to you. Yeah. And to kind of just to reiterate Chandler's point, like these actors do such a great job of bringing these characters to life that it's, it's almost a sin to write them off as, quest givers as just simple quest givers it can be really easy especially if you come from a background of video games or from a tabletop playing that you're like oh your only function here at the park is to tell me information and then i will go i I invite you i exhort you to look at these characters as real people they have fears they have hopes they have weaknesses they have strengths they have beautiful backstories that have been developed and thought of carefully by both the actor and the writers of the park you really need to jump into that and start treating them like people and then you're going to get those beautiful moments that you want you're, you're going to get those interactions where they call your name out from the middle of the park because they want to talk to you or they pull you over to the side because they have special information just for you because you treated them differently you didn't treat them just like a a candy man. And I, I think that moves us right into the next portion where we talk about these quests, right? We got the etiquette down. We're going to be respectful. We're going to be good trolls. We're, we're not going to bug anyone. Now onto the, the quests like Wyatt said, right? Treat them not as NPCs, not just as quest givers, but as real people. And I know from certain conversations with those of the park, I know that originally during lore and so on, the park was actually pretty hesitant to use the word quest in their storyline. Um, and I wonder if this is the reason why, because they felt like a lot of people were interacting with them just as quest givers. I, I think that is definitely a big, huge idea because the quest has kind of become synonymous with like video games Mm -hmm. like hey go on this quest i need six rabbits get me six rabbits okay here's 10 gold i'm a woodcutter that never goes home um and so i i really like that and you'll even notice that the characters in and the actors in the park they still rarely ever reference anything as a quest if you ask for a quest they obviously know what you're talking about they're like oh, well, I have something that you can do for me, but they never say, hey, go on a quest for me. At least I haven't ever really experienced that. I don't know if any of us have. Right. I I, I know when my parents would ask me to do my chores growing up, they definitely didn't phrase it as going on a quest. Maybe I would have (laughs) done them if they did. But I think think it's the... The way that the characters are framing the journeys they are sending us on, the adventures, the tasks that they are asking us to accomplish, to complete... They they are seeing them like we would see a day-to-day thing, a favor. Uh, we're accomplishing a favor for that person. So if, if, you, if you go to the park and you don't want to go to the park thinking of it as the typical quest, think of it as any of those other things I just said, your journey, your adventure, a favor, a task, a, one of these little things, because it doesn't have to be the, all right, I that that person had the question mark over their head. I chatted with them and now I did a thing. Now they have an exclamation point. I did it. Like it's it, it, it isn't a video game. This is 
this is this is real life. This is this this is you interacting with living people. Uh, so uh, yeah, don't don't think of them as just the quest givers, the NPCs. They are far more. Now to directly contradict you, Daniel, <laughs> go for it. Um, there are some surface level things that that we have experienced, right? Uh, oftentimes you'll be talking to someone and they say, you know, if you would like to help me, I will award you with gold. Okay, I go and do that thing. I come back, I get the gold. But that's not all that character has to offer and that's not all that you can get out of them. Um, We have found, and we've actually gotten in trouble doing this a little bit, not necessarily with the park, but just kind of in general that we have written people off where we're like, oh, they're just a comedic effect. They're just a thing for the kids. Um, And we've come to find out quite honestly that some of the awesome people that are there for kids or for anyone, uh, the fairies, for example, or the dragon trainers with with kind of their puppetry there, um, they have had major story points and are quite important. So don't write anyone off. There are some surface level things, but don't write them off. I think along with that, another really good example of that and of some probably some questing is Agramir the Rat Catcher. This is a wonderful character and he has a lot of deep um, like history and lore that we've actually just experienced from attending the park from back when the park first opened to now. So if you're coming to Evermore for the first time ever, you'll meet Agramir and Agramir is simply the Rat Catcher. However, we know that Agramir used to be a reformed or used to be a druid, he was thrown in jail, and now he's a reformed citizen of Evermore that has has become a productive member of society, and there's a lot of history there that you can delve into. But one of the quests that he sends you on, if you show up and you're like, hey, Agramir, is there anything we can help you with? He's like, sure. Um, I need some orders taken to see if people want to buy my wares. I have some rats, I have some pheasants, I have some turkeys or whatever, so go talk to the dragon trainers, see how much that they want, Go talk to Grimey the Goblin, see how much they want, and then come back to me and I'll give you some gold. And if that's all you ever asked him is, hey, Agramir the Ratcatcher, what can I do for you? He's like, go do this for me. You show up, you get your gold. That's just kind of how the quest went and you would never learn anything more about him. Now, now, I think understandably, if you're coming to the park for the first time or the second time, perhaps you're not there in that headspace yet you, you you're not thinking to to go very deep and to ask those deep questions which is fine that, that's why these surface level quests exist they're there to help you get acquainted with the park they're there to help you get invested into the park get invested into the characters and build a rapport that once you have that rapport then you can start making your own story right i i remember distinctly that when we first start, started going to evermore we had to change the way we think um i remember quite vividly that yes we had a good time but the more and more we thought of these people as citizens of this town of evermore the more we enjoyed it we had to really flip do a 180 on kind of our mindset that we had going in okay but if this is like the first that we're ever getting into it and all we understand is the video gaming and and the you know the kind of similar quests that we've had before video gaming or D&D and we're not yet used to this living experience type of park and type of adventure what are some good steps that we can do to kind of hit on to the stories and hit on to some of these quests like what what's what's some step-by-step stuff so that we can help people out here 
Well, I first, I just want to say a huge shout out to Mickey for last week. She gave us some really, really great pointers. Yes. And I actually stole a couple from them. Uh, but the first thing that you got to do, and this is just a given, you got to meet the character. You got to talk to him. And I would suggest that when you do so, be respectful. Ask for their full name. Ask who they are, what they're doing there. And introduce yourself as well. That's always a, a great thing when they know your name and you know theirs. You can start having that relationship and have it more meaningful. Just like any relationship, once you learn someone's name and you keep using it over and over again, they'll start to recognize that you know them and that you care about them. So get to know their name, realize who they are, and then ask them, talk to them, find out what they're doing here. What are their passions? What are their hopes? What are their fears? This is a great time for you to truly introduce yourself and for them to introduce themselves. If you if you leave this first time experience with a, hey, what do you got for me? And then bolt, that first time interaction is gonna be is gonna be ruined. Because first first impressions are everything, right? Remember? So we want to make sure that that first impression is beautiful, that you want to talk to this person. And, and of course, uh, everything can be forgiven. If you if you have already done this, you can go back and get to know them. Just make sure that you're spending the time to get to know this person. Right. And we have a, a close friend who actually refers to this next step as her evermore mode. Kirsten, if you're listening, we, this is for you. Really, the evermore mode is... In this place, you are allowed to ask any and all questions. Questions that you wouldn't normally ask someone upon first meeting them. You wouldn't say necessarily, hey, what are your hopes and dreams? I just met you, but who is your best friend? But here in Evermore, that allows them to almost play the game with you, right? Uh, You're creating this fantasy so they can ask you questions, you can ask them Nothing is off limits as long as you're you're being respectful and kind of going along the, with the story and everything. So I would think that going along with all of this, basically what you do, you walk up, you greet the character, get to know them. And then once you've gotten to know them a little bit, you can ask, you know, what can I do for you? And this is going to start you kind of on what those might be considered like fetch quests or surface level quests. For instance, a thing going on right now during Mythos is that there are four different factions to join and they're all trying to kind of decide amongst themselves who's best and who would be best at protecting Evermore. So walk me through, walk me through guys, a step-by-step process of, of perhaps joining the Knights Guild so that we can give an example here of how this works. Why? Do you want to do a role play? I do. I will be Elron. All right. You'll be Elron. I will be, I will be uh, Daniel, the world talker, world walker, good boy, cute boy, coming to do some Evermore. Um, at, at, for Elron's voice, I will be using my own voice. I cannot match Elron's beautiful tenor. I just can't. I'm sorry. Alrighty. Or baritone? He's got a deeper he's, he's voice. Got, he's yeah, he's yeah. got a good voice. I'll, I'll do my best. Step, 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 step. I'm so excited. I'm going to do some Evermore today. Oh, look, there's there's a knight over there by that there fountain. Oh, I got to go talk to him. All right, I'm, I'm walking up to him. I'm a knight. Oh, he's looking at me. I'm a knight. Hi there, Mr. Knight. Hello there. I'm Daniel. It's what nice is your me- name? Nice to meet you, Daniel. My name is Aron. I am a knight. Uh, you're a knight? I see that you're dressed in fine regalia. Where is it from? It's from Mythos, where I'm from. We stepped through the portal just a month ago or two months ago. That is incredible. And you are a knight? What does that mean? 
Well, knights are protectors, and uh, it's our hope and dream that we get to protect Evermore at one time. Well, good golly! I want to protect Evermore, too! Is there anything I can do to help you and your desires? You seem like an enthusiastic young man. I am! We we are recruiting right now, believe it or not. Would you like to become a part of the Knights? Yes, <laughs> with all of my heart. All right, great. Well, um, we are setting up a, a couple of tasks for you to go out mm-hmm. and prove yourself as a Knight. Cool. Here are the three values of the Knights. Yeah. I want you to focus on this first value. What are they, Wyatt? <laughs> what are the it's three tenets? wit, yeah. bravery, no, and loyalty. No, no, I think that honor. was it. No, uh, honor. It's wit, loyalty, and honor. Are you sure? Yep. I'm pretty sure. That's yep. what Sir we're, Calamity we're gonna said. We're going to get some hate mail. <laughs> That's what Sir Calamity said. Uh, but the idea is that I give you these mm-hmm. values. You're going to go participate in these values by doing... Do by doing these things, and then you can come back and report to me one at a time, because I'm going to be giving you to them one at a time. So your first task is wit. Go do it. All right. I'm going to go do something real witty that would be specified to me more clearly by the actor at the time, but I'm going to go do that thing. Oh, boy. I'm going to go become a knight. Come back. And step up. Oh, I'm coming back. I'm coming back. back. I was so excited. Hang on. Hang on. Okay. So just (laughs) great role play, guys. Great role play, guys. Uh, Evermore, if you'd like to hire me as an actor, you can. Professional good boy Daniel. Professional. That is on my resume. (laughs) So for that act of wit, say, for instance, they are looking to gather some more information some people have been saying that there are creepy going-ons down in the catacombs of the mausoleum. You want to just go check that out and see what's going on down there? So you do that, you walk through, and you come back, talk to talk to Sir Kalairi or, or Sir Iran, and then be like, hey, um, nothing, nothing's real spoopy down there. It's just kind of, you know, it's all chill. And they're like, oh, awesome. Well, thank you very much for doing that. I appreciate that. You've accomplished your first task. And upon completing all three of these tasks... There's actually a little ceremony that happens and you become a squire to the Mythosian Knights. And promptly after that, you are handed with an Evermore Knight in Training card and you have just completed your very first quest of Evermore. There you go. And to go right along with kind of our whole conversation, there's a lot of things there that you can take from that, right? We were made knights. Right after that, or even before in that same conversation, Something that Wyatt brought up is, oh, the knights are there to protect Evermore. My first question then is, from what do they need protection? Why are the knights around? Why are there four groups here trying to all do the same thing? And that can get you on to other quest chains or quests and pathways that, that exist and really explore the story. Yes, you can explore what the character just asked to do, point blank, but through your questioning, you can actually find out more. Absolutely. These these surface-level quests can give you the information you need to get acquainted with the world, to understand how things are working and what's expected of you. So go do those quests. Give detailed reports. Come back. Get your reward. Keep talking. Keep questing. Understand that maybe mid-quest... You get another quest. You get another favor from someone. Like, it'll start branching, and you got to start expecting, like, okay, if I start doing favors for someone, I got to make sure that I follow up on those favors and that I might be getting favors from other people as well. 
For instance, just a quick little example of that perhaps is say that a character needs a potion from Rooster. So you are like, okay, awesome. I'm going to go to Rooster and, and then be like, hey, Rooster, I want this potion. However, Rooster says, you know what, a little bit, this is a little bit more rare. I'm not just selling this for gold, but I'll do you a favor. I'll let you have this if you go and get some information for me. So here you see that you're doing a quest within a quest. So you have to do something for Rooster to gain his trust, to give you the potion so you can take it back to the original character. And this is kind of how Evermore works and how these quests, quote unquote, surface quests work. Um, and so you can expect that as you're doing these things that you're going to be walking all over the park to a ton of different locations and talking to a bunch of different characters. Yeah, so get ready to get your steps in because uh, you, you, you will be walking around quite a bit. So a, a, just a quick questing tip is wear, wear comfortable clothing, wear comfortable shoes. If you come in costume, think about the stuff that you're going to be wearing. You might not want to wear the finest of regalia as you're running about the park. Uh, and a, another thing, just kind of briefly talking about the, the surface level quests, the sort of like bounce quests where you're moving around the park just from person to person, is that it is a easy thing to think of them as just, you know, your surface level quests, but it's those surface level quests that ultimately give you the enough infor just enough information to start pulling out a little more. Why why did that person want that potion? Who are they going to use the potion on? What are the ethics of potentially giving a person this potion and like what 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 effect will that have way down the line for these characters? Is this right for for them? Is this right for me? Is this a quest that I should be going on? It's a it's a really fun little thing. It's like the the surface level quests can again can be so much more if you're willing to just play the game and see it more as just oh I have to go run around a little bit, but it's I'm I'm moving with a purpose and just like determining what that motivation is. And and I think I really like that. And saying surface level quest maybe isn't the right wording. And just now I just you know was thinking of it. It's an intro. Level absolutely, quest. No, absolutely. And I, I I wasn't trying to rail no, on what you no, said at absolutely. all. But I, that's yeah. That's it's an intro. No, it's just that's just what I was thinking as we were talking. Is you know surface or I, I really like bounce quests. Saying that hey, these are just quests that are going to send you all over the park, so you can get introduced to a lot of different characters, so that you can gain information and dig deeper. Now, what if I'm not super skilled in talking, right? You guys are, are talking a lot about digging deeper and coming up with my own questions. Um, something that I deal with a lot is people having social anxieties, right? How does that work with an interactive park like this? I think this goes back to the exact same thing that we were talking about earlier in regards to the fact that these characters are not NPCs. You can sit and you can watch and you can listen to characters and still find out a ton about them. Not only that, but they're going to be interacting with other characters in the park. So as you like, you can really just sit in a crowded place like the tavern and overhear conversations and overhear story tidbits because they're things that are going on. For instance, Suds is campaigning to be a mayor. You're going to hear him talk loudly and very proudly about that fact it's not going to be something that you're going to miss and as you do that you may find something that you're interested in or a good way to just go and say hey i would like to vote for a mayoral candidate 
How can I do that? They'll give you some simple level stuff or you can just watch as people, you know, put in their votes. Yeah, I I don't have uh, a lot of social anxiety myself. I'm a quite babbly person. I love going up to people and just talking to them. But I, I my advice to anybody who has that kind of anxiety would be to just make a friend. Find find someone in the park, maybe an actor that is not getting a lot of love or you feel like you could talk to privately on one-on-one and make them your best friend. Um, be best friends with with a fairy. Be best friends with uh, Seftis or Maxwell or or Kyra or Kadaren or Faldo. Faldo is quite an interesting character that I don't think gets a lot of love. You could totally make friends with... Uh, you can make friends with different characters of the parks. Like you can just be your one avenue, your one source. And then when you're feeling comfortable, move on. Try and make another friend and another friend. You don't have to make everybody's friends at one time, but you can just do one at a time. Uh, one thing that I have learned from a friend that has this anxiety is the best way for her to get through it and actually, you know, have social interactions with people that she's curious about is having a list of pre-made questions. Um, That's something that we've hit on a little bit before, but just wanted to bring it up again. Feel free to bring your phone, bring your a notebook filled with questions already that you want uh, answered, perhaps just by listening to this podcast or the few things that you've seen online. You know, you can make questions such as, okay, Faldo, why do you have a lantern? Kaderin, what was it like being cursed? Are you afraid of that happening again? And literally, they are okay if you just read that off. You don't have to be an orator or skilled in any way. Uh, just go, and, and the more that you try, or, or if you try, they will try with you, and they will interact, and, and the characters are really great at that, the actors. I think that's a very good point that you bring up, Chandler, is the fact that the actors are there to be be your friend to facilitate this experience. So if you're struggling, they're going to try and do the best that they can to help you without ruining the experience. And even the characters that are sometimes intimidating, such as Inspector Flynn, because he's a policeman and writing tickets, or Faldo, because he is a little bit spooky and he likes to hang out in the catacombs, they are still genuinely there to help you have the best experience possible. And, and so if you just give a little bit, they're going to give a lot back to you. And, and they're definitely still trying. The park is still trying to kind of figure out what everything is. And um, like I said before, they were really earlier in lore, they were trying not to use quest at all. So sometimes it was a little standoffish and uh, awkward to talk about quests with them when they wouldn't recognize that. But the park has figured out that, you know what? Quest is an okay word. And so they're still definitely trying. So if you didn't have a good interaction once, it doesn't necessarily mean that it'll be every single time. Uh, We've seen great strides and and great customer service in every part of the park that is continually striving to be better. Um, Also, as you were mentioning earlier, Chan, just writing down your questions are going to be very helpful. And as I like to do, and as Dan was talking about, you can write that character a letter. And then walk up and just say, hey, I wrote you a letter. Did you get that? If so, can you answer what's on there for me? And and so that kind of cuts down on the, the social interacting that you have to do if you're, if you're looking to talk to more people. 
in in the end, I would say like with if you're if you're worried about how to approach a situation, we're going to be talking with these characters. I would say just like just be yourself. If you are worried about that interaction, you can voice that at the beginning. Oh man, Seftis, I'm kind of worried to be talking to you. I know you're an intimidating person, uh, but I would like to do this with this interaction. I would like to ask you these questions. Um, or when you have that best friend in the park that Wyatt was chatting about, like you can go to them and say, hey, there is a character I would like to talk to. I don't know what to say. I don't know what questions to ask yet. What sort of things should I know about them? Do you know anything? And if they don't, they can point you to the right people. Um, but again, the the park is built in a way that is there to facilitate you having a good experience, you feeling like you are getting this information for yourself, but in a way that in the end, it's it's really the 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 park is feeding you with with all of these things. They they gave you the enough information for you to find the right questions. Then it's okay for you to ask for the questions. It's totally fine to do that. And if all else fails. Invite some of your family and friends or a friend that is a little bit more extroverted. Um, Skylar here, we've talked about it before on the show, but you are a person that loves to watch and, and listen. And we actually use you. You catch a lot of the things, not necessarily asking all the questions, but you catch more than anyone else, most likely. And that is a skill in, an, in its own right. Um, so definitely don't be afraid to bring someone who's okay to just talk and then you hang back and, and kind of just watch and listen. And and that's something I definitely do. I do like to watch and I do like to listen. And then I do have questions, but sometimes I don't even, I don't even ask the questions. I usually kind of throw them out to you guys. I'm like, Hey, this is the stuff that I want to investigate. Can you ask questions about that? Or like, this is a question that we should ask and you guys do that. And I'm always super grateful to you guys when you do that. And and then, and then it helps. And then once I've made that friend, I can talk to them more easily. And, and you know, it just kind of works. So I definitely recommend going with some friends so they, they can help you out there. And I love the conversation that we're having. It truly is the intro quests that makes our first experience great. We want to make sure that we're acquainted with the park, acquainted with the world, and acquainted with the characters. But most importantly, that we're acquainted with how to do Evermore. That we know the structure, the idea, and how we can go about doing these things. But what does that lead us to? What What is beyond just the intro quests? Really, when it gets sort of beyond those intro things where you've introduced yourself to the park, the park has kind of introduced itself to you, that's when the, the tagline of Evermore of like making the story, creating the story really becomes a thing. It, it's, that's where you get to say, okay, I'm going to take this a little bit deeper. And this, and this can happen anywhere along your evermore getting to know you experience, you know, when you're first there and throughout the rest of your time, if you repeat your visits to evermore or whatever, this can, this can be happening at any point in time. But this is what, what, what we have commonly referred to as going deeper, digging deeper, making it a more meaningful experience. For instance, I would put into this that right now, just as an example, Edgar Beaumont is a character in the park. He is currently trying to establish a um, he's trying to establish a school within Evermore, and we've talked about that before on the podcast. However, he's currently run into some roadblocks, 
and that is that he does not have the proper permitting, but he doesn't have enough gold to pay the permitting to Ozymandias, the inspector. So he, you can kind of just go do other quests, do other favors for people, grab a piece of gold, return it, and give it to Edgar Beaumont. But currently, we as a group are trying to plan and then facilitate a benefit concert in Edgar's name. And, and we're still working on that, so we'll let you know how that works when, when we get back around to it. But this is just something we thought of where, you know, hey, let's try and get the acting troupe in on it. Let's try and get the dwarves in on it. Maybe we can do some little comedy skits or something just in town square that everyone in the park can enjoy and be a part of, but was never a written quest line for someone to do. And that stuff might not come to pass. Maybe the characters won't be okay with it. We haven't really asked anyone. Um, We've just thought it up ourselves and we're kind of thinking who we could go talk to about it um, and kind of what char- which characters we would like to be involved. But as we kind of go deeper, honestly, as we, as we treat them more like people in this town of Evermore, um, we'll see their hopes and dreams and what they like. And we will catch two things. The first being the deeper story that Evermore's writers have written. We we kind of talked about Aurora not having a story much. Mythos, there is a deep story below. We have dug and we are still digging and nowhere near the where we want to be. And it's just an amazing story so far. We won't talk about it much because we don't want to spoil anything. But it also, as you interact with these people as people, you are also able to create your own things like Skylar just mentioned, whether that be a good relationship with Professor Beaumont or just doing these little things will really create kind of your own story um, and you will be able to interact with characters on as your own story creation moment. I, I've been taking a lot of my friends to mythos season a lot of my friends who haven't been there before never been to evermore before and they do the intro quests and they say wow that was such a great time but you seem invested you seem like there's a lot going for you and there is i think all four of us have had the opportunity to get to know these characters on a deep level and have meaningful interactions with with these people i think a great example the perfect example is sir Kalyri from the knights we have a beautiful relationship with Sir Kalyri because we joked and we talked and we giggled about uh, some some people that had crushes on her and what her opinion on romances and love life was about. Now, you can have that conversation on your own. We won't say anything. But because of that conversation and because of the laughs and giggles and screaming that we had amongst each other, we have a bond with Kalyri. She knows us. We know her. And so whenever we go to her and whenever we ask her something, she knows that we know a little bit more, right? And she's willing to give us a little bit more. It's, it's treating the characters differently. I, I think a great tip, one of my best tips is crack a joke or ask a really absurd thing that you wouldn't think to ask or you don't even think that the character has a backstory for because legitimately they probably do. That's how flavored these characters are. They're so well written. And I would say, you know, there there probably are instances where the characters don't have a fully fleshed out answer to whatever it is that you might be asking. 
depending on how crazy it is. But this is one of the interesting things about the park, given that it's growing and learning and loving the stuff that we're giving to it, like it's feeding off of us asking questions and doing these things. They will say, hey, people have been asking more questions about this aspect of our characters' lives. Maybe we need to figure those things out. The actors might come up with a on-the-cuff improv response to a thing that becomes a like part of who they are. For example, we were chatting with Chuckles, uh, an ogre, and we asked him, hey, uh, do the ogres have a special name for friends, for people that they're close with? And we learned that they call them mudmates. I have no idea if that was something that they come up with on the fly or if that was something that they already had built into them, but it felt like a genuine, real response rather than, oh, this was this was something that was just written down on a piece of paper and I have to give you verbatim. It felt real, it felt fluid, and it was because we asked meaningful, real questions that we'd ask anybody. Another great example of that was during lore. I want to say that a little boy or girl asked if dragons were allergic to cheese or if they could have cheese. And the dragon trainers have told us that that is now a part of canon and that... Dragons are allergic to cheese, and that's a thing. They don't have they don't have uh, the lactase enzyme Apparently to break down not. that lactose. And that's going right along with that. We had a moment of why it was just asking an amazing question about dragons in particular, because there's a new dragon in Ever Par- Evermore Park, a larger dragon, right, Wyatt? Oh man, this this was great. This is one of my favorite moments in Evermore, and it just happened like two weeks ago. The new dragon's in the mausoleum. It's a beautiful prop. It's wonderful. It's gorgeous. We walked in and Aiden was there and I just was looking at it and it's a beautiful statue, uh, whatever you want to call it. But uh, I noticed that the front paws had three claws and the back paws had four claws. And I was like, who knows? I don't know. I don't think Aiden will know this answer, but let's get, let's just give it a giggle. Let's give it a shot. So I was like, Aiden, why do dragons have three claws on front and four claws in back? And he went into a dragon anatomy lesson. We had class with the dragon master about the anatomy of dragons. So would that be dragon anatomy 101, drac anatomy 101? What, what would be the I correct? Drac anatomy. Drac anatomy. But, but it, it wasn't even like he was making up stuff. He was using legitimate evolutionary traits of like frogs and reptiles to explain the differences between the back and front legs. And then he goes, oh, also the reason why they have wings on their back or wings on their side is because they have different pectoralis major muscles or pectoralis minor muscles. But he was giving muscle groups and was identifying specific elements that like I would expect a college professor to know. And it was like, this was not expected, nor did I think you ever could know any of these things, but it blew me away. And it made that night just incredible. It was amazing. Yeah, and he even went into like the different classes of dragons, which he's kind of mentioned before because Ildrax is a wyvern, not a dragon, but he's like, then there's worm dragons and you have the flying dragons, you have wyverns, you have these, and these are the characteristic traits that this dragon had to have bred along to become and look as it does now and it was just blew us away and it was incredible because he was talking about this for like 15 20 minutes i kid you not and and only when we were interrupted a little bit by some others uh, which granted you know to be respectful we ended it, the conversation there um but i'm sure he could have kept going because again 
the actors are breathing life into these characters and, and really going all out. Um, and it's just an amazing thing to see. Um, so right along with that, as you ask some of these questions, crack a joke, make some memories with these characters, uh, go ahead and act on the things that you have learned about the characters. If you know that perhaps you are kind of give, getting a vibe that a certain character likes another one, maybe suggest that you go and deliver a message to them. Create the story, right? If they are a little bit nervous, say, oh, are you sure I can I can pass on a, a good word about you? This is literally what you guys are ta- talking about for what you did for Aurora, for uh, Iona. Iona and Jakul, yeah. We, we may have stepped out of line there to actually force the two, right? But uh, it was a great moment that led to additional contact between the two characters that made the story come to life for us and had made us have a personal connection with the story. For instance, I've been considering asking, I mean, we've, we've had it up to this point. Uh, I call Philip Humphrey, Sir Philip Humphrey, because I think he is a lion of a man. I think he is incredibly noble. However, he isn't actually knighted. He's not really under the title of Sir. So I've been contemplating walking up and asking like, hey, do you want to get knighted? Can we get you knighted if that's something you're interested in? And, and I'm really interested to see where that goes. And if he's like, no, I'm, I'm good. I just like being a postman. I'm like, okay, well, that's fine. But if not, if he says yes, like he could become a knight and he could be legitimately be called sir simply because I like to call him Sir Philip Humphrey. I was just going to say, and just kind of like following up, I just think this is just some of my thoughts. I think it would just kind of be a cool thing if if the knights were to head back to Mythos to leave one of their representatives there as an Evermorian, yeah. uh, Sir Philip Humphrey, to carry on the mantle of the knights, uh, were, were, were they to leave? And I think who who not a better person that is embedded in the society as is a good man, an honorable man, I, I love that. I love it. I think it's. I think it's cool. I love it. It's making. It's acting on your own to make the park, to to, to breathe your own life into the park. Really, I love that. I love that. That's cool. And a, th- a lot of things that that we also do in, in trying to curry favor with these people, but also just treat these people as people, is that we bring them gifts from outside of the park. One of the reasons why Skylar is so loved among all of the characters is because he grabs parchment paper, he stamps it and seals it with his own sigil. And we've learned from some of the characters that this is a prized possession. This is something to be cherished. I I personally brought an axe sharpener to Seftus, and it was awesome because he loved it. I mean, I don't know if that'll ever be put to use because I don't think they'll ever have an actual axe in the park, but... Think about the characters. Think about what they could use from our world and bring it next time and say like, hey, I was thinking about you and I wanted to bring you this because I thought it would be awesome for you. And and it doesn't have to be anything super extravagant. For instance, Imelda the fairy loves buttons. All the fairies love buttons and just little trinkets that you can buy like a whole bag of them at a dollar store. Right. We saw... We actually saw some of those buttons get added to their purse, uh, the straps on, on their purse. Dan, your button that you actually had, your pin, actually was added to their costume. Oh my goodness, I did not see that. You were gone for that. And also, um, there's a, a, a 
there's a regular world walker who goes around. His name is Pit Plum. Um, he also had or gave them all the same pin and it was also added on. And when I asked, asked the fairies, they were like, oh, my friend Pit Plum gave me this pin. And that, that really is just making that interaction more special. By no means are we saying you have to go out and buy more things, right? Live within your means and all that. Um, but treat it as something special, right? Write something special, uh, bring a little something here and there and really it'll make the difference. I think the important part in this too is making sure that you give the actor the option. Obviously, please never try to force anything on these actors or on these characters. If they say no, that's okay. Move on. Like there's going to be more fun things to do. But if you give them a pin or you give them a letter, they potentially have the opportunity or ability to add that to their costume, to their repertoire, and and certainly just as a memory to remember you. Or even perhaps they don't add it, but they do keep it in their mind or at home, whatever it may be, um, as a special thing. And I think that even is a really cool thing that they are taking it home just as hopefully you are taking home your interactions with Evermore and thinking about them later. And this is that this is that uh, essential part of if you if you really want to take your questing deeper at Evermore, if you want to take your interactions at Evermore deeper, that's perpetuating the friendship. Uh, you are you are making these meaningful interactions something that it are it isn't just an isolated incident. But it's, hey, I am really actually making an effort to be your friend. Like your friends that you made in elementary school, like it, it, it might have felt a little easier. But as, as you got older, when you wanted to make a good friend, you kind of had to give it a little more quality time, a little more effort, a little more conversation. Um, and those, those little things make it, uh, are like a sign to the people that you are there. Like, hey, I, I want to be your friend. And people like the actors there will hear about the interactions you're having with these other characters and they'll want to have those interactions with you. They will want to become your friend uh, because they, they want to play the game just as much as you do. They want to have cool experiences with the world walkers just as much as we want to have experiences with them. So perpetuating the the friendship isn't just a benefit for you and the character, but for all of those that are there in the park, it'll be making it just a so, so much more immersive of an experience. And really, like I said earlier, as we have realized that sometimes we have written off characters as being superficial, not having anything for us, make sure you are going to every character and talking to them. Maybe one character you have a really good relationship with, but with another you don't necessarily have one. But do make sure you're going, you're asking everyone questions because everyone has a story. And no matter if it's a part of the main one or not, everyone has a story and a part to play in Evermore. And this, I think, all culminates in um, something that for me is a lesson that I've pulled from Evermore is that, you know, the way that we get to know people just in like as a life lesson is we we get to know them by serving them. We get to know them by uh, understanding what their needs are and becoming a part of the solution to their needs, right? We we get to know people by asking the right questions, the meaningful questions. 
the questions that maybe nobody else is willing to ask. How how is that person at work really doing today? How how is this person that you might not have seen for months uh, actually like feeling about your disconnected uh, sort of lifestyle from them? How is your mother? How is your father? How are these people? Um, you know, you, you, you learn from evermore things that you can take into your own life. Uh, and for me, that's just kind of something that, that, that the questing has taught me. Thank you for getting deep on us. Yeah, no problem, guys. That was, uh, that was heavy, man. Yeah. I'm yeah. Like, I've, I've just learned. My mind has expanded. Yeah, guys. Ever, Evermore's real. <laughs> <laughs> it certainly is. And, and we appreciate everyone there that, that participates in Evermore Park, whether as a guest, as an actor, as a part of the creative staff, and as, as an executive. We seriously want to thank everyone and we hope that you are enjoying your time that you spend there whether that be observing whether that be questing whether that be digging deeper we hope that you love evermore we want you guys to make sure you follow the park at evermore.com and also on their uh instagram page evermore park uh at evermore park they got some great stuff also at evermore creative studio that's some great stuff as well you can follow us at World Talkers on Facebook and Instagram. We have some great stuff on there as well as our Pinterest, our Twitter. We're everywhere, baby. You, we're just everywhere. <laughs> and don't forget to, you know, you've, you, you've been listening to our sweet voices for this whatever past hour or so. We want to hear yours. Call in at 801-332-9321. Uh, leave us a message with your thoughts, your experiences. If you disagree with us, we'd love to hear your thoughts. If you have some uh, creative criticism on the way that we evermore, we'd love to hear those things too. How do you evermore? How do you quest? Uh, we want to hear it from you. Um, also, if you don't feel like you want to call in and talk to us, you can email us at worldtalkers.podcast at gmail.com. Finally, we know that we've plugged us a million times, but it's super important. Please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Give us a couple stars for your time for our time and be really, really helpful to help us uh, share the good news of Evermore. Um, I just remembered that I have yet to give some thanks to the person that posted the FanX panel video. Marie, thank you very much. I did not forget about you. I still appreciate you posting that video so, so very much. Uh, Marie, so yeah. you are an honorary world talker for what you have done. Thank <laughs> you so much. Hold on. I, <laughs> I'm just joking. She, 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 she gave... She, gave us an episode thank you <laughs> <laughs> uh we do appreciate everyone that sends in any information or even just participates on the facebook groups you really add to everyone's experience in helping us experience evermore make sure to share us with everyone and make sure everyone knows about evermore we cannot stop talking about it at work in our daily lives and here on the podcast we have a lot more coming up so keep checking us out subscribe on itunes just like Wyatt said we hope you've enjoyed everything that we've had to talk about here today. And this is the Menagical Menagerie Boys talking this time. And we're hoping to see you beyond the portal. I'll see you in your dreams. <laughs>